Hello and welcome to this episode of Best Friend Friday. I have my sweet Alyssa Worthington, and I call you my (laughs) Alyssa, because you were my laurel for two years, and we had such a wonderful group of young women at that time, and of course, the name Laurel is a thing of the past, and getting to work with you and the other young women your age has blessed my life so much. And so I wanted the opportunity for me to brag a little bit about you and how wonderful you are. And we are reflecting upon a conference talk that I had Alyssa pick out. It's by Elder Cook from what what time is that April or October 2017? It's April 2017. Okay, it's um, the Foundations of Faith. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Foundations of Faith. So, Alyssa, just just for a second, though, tell us about you. Okay, so I am a recent college graduate. I just graduated from Utah State. Um, but like Shari said, she was my moral leader in... Gunnison, and that is really the whole reason I am here in doing this podcast was um, because of everything she taught me and showed me then. I went to school college for two years, and I think that was the biggest turning point in my life. It was really deciding where to go to college. I had planned and wanted to go to Dixie for my whole senior year. That was my goal, where I wanted to go. And I just loved the thought of going down to St. George. It was far from home. I didn't have to see my family much. I was going to be on my own. And then I think that was the first time I really trusted the spirit in a life-changing way, knowing that Dixie was so wrong for me and the college I dreaded most was where I needed to be. Oh, I did so not I, I did not school. even know that that was your, was your path, that you dreaded the thought of going to snow, but... You ended up rising to the very top and being a leader all over. Everything you touched was gold. (laughs) It was such a struggle for me thinking of going to snow. I remember I was at Walmart shopping with my mom and I made her drive past snow and I just, I just cried thinking that I have to go here. I have to go to where we picked up groceries instead of three hours away where it was a vacation. And so I applied for the ambassador program there and I didn't make it and I was crushed because I knew I needed to apply for the ambassador program. So I had such a spiritual experience knowing that I needed to apply and I was crushed. I thought that everything had gone downhill. And then like you said, I became a student leader in another capacity, which changed my life. I think that was the biggest turning point, you know, in being on that president's leadership team changed my life forever and from then on I realized that even though you can have such a spiritual experience knowing that you need to apply for something or do something and it doesn't work out that doesn't mean that it was all for a loss I would never have known about the leadership team that I got on had I not applied I wouldn't have had the confidence to apply again it was just such a strength in my life applying for that and such a spiritual testament and then I went to Utah State 
And that was a process, learning to love it there. And then by the time I graduated this May, I had joined many leadership teams. I started a few clubs, our club, and I just loved my time at Utah State. And I was able to grow so much spiritually, or so spiritual, and I just adore my time at Utah State. And now I'm here working 40 hours a week. <laughs> Loving life. <laughs> Loving life. and But you know what? I'm going to point out something that's in this talk about Parley P. Pratt. Well, first of all, Elder Cook says that part of building a foundation of faith, one layer, one experience, one challenge, one setback, one setback. He says, you know, don't consider your your setbacks as part of failure. Consider those as life-changing and and growth-promoting and faith-promoting foundations. And you just described that beautifully because Parley P. Pratt, as he talked about in this talk, and I wasn't even planning on mentioning this portion of it, but it, it is perfect because he had huge life setbacks. He lost his wife, he lost his land, his business, financial collapse. And then he was angry with the prophet Joseph Smith and wrote him a a critical letter and left the church and turned around and walked away. He was devastated with all that he had lost and he was angry and blamed God. And then these two elders in the church were returning from a mission and they were in his path as he was walking away from the church and they spoke to him for a moment and and directed them to go back directed him to go back and return and reconcile things with his life and with God and with the prophet and as you had some of your own setbacks you had the right people placed in your path at that time, such as on the presidential leadership team at Snow College. And then you were able to come back for a couple of summers and you had uh, jobs that people were fighting over you in different departments because of your leadership ability and your work ethic, Alyssa. And then you went on to Utah State. So from that setback, which was at first devastating, look at how you did. Apply that setback and rose to the top. True, and one other step back, I remember I came down, it was my first semester at Utah State. I had, um, I don't know if you remember this, you, I was in your ward that day visiting my aunt and uncle, and I had um, decided that that day was my last chance with the gospel. If I didn't get a spiritual experience, if I didn't have something that told me that this is the church I really should be in, and that because Utah State up to that point had been kind of a, my life had been crushed after leaving, so I didn't know who I was, where I was, and where I needed to go. And I saw you that day, and you asked me to come into your class and share my testimony on something, and I was like, you have got to be kidding me. I don't, I don't even know if I have a testimony. And in that moment, I realized that it couldn't be my last chance of the gospel because there was my sign right there that I, this was a gospel I needed to be in and I really did have a testimony and that was 
a person you were the person in my past that really changed that that did, made me not leave the gospel i was ready to leave the church that day oh my gosh Alyssa, i had no idea but i was prompted to have you come in i had a full lesson prepared it wasn't like I'm like, oh, good, there's Alyssa. There's my lesson. I'll just have her come in. That's not how I roll. You, you've heard two years of my lessons. <laughs> and you were my laurel, my sweet girl. And I had no idea that you were struggling so deeply. Well, there were times, there were, there were conversations that we had plenty of. And I knew that you were struggling as we all struggle. But that is probably one of the most beautiful personal experiences I think I have ever heard where maybe I did make a difference because you know how we all feel. We are our own worst critic and we feel like we can never be enough or do enough. And we wonder if somewhere, some along the way that we've made a difference, but you've made a difference in my life um, for so many, so many reasons and so many levels. And you have been in my path, even in, even today where I feel like I, can, I need to go on. I need to continue. That someone's someone's life has has been different because of some small effort that I made, and I appreciate that story and you sharing that so much. And that's exactly what um, Elder Cook has said: is is that as we have these setbacks, they actually can increase faith. And he says we do this by consecrated commitment to sacred sacrament meetings. And Alyssa. Even though in that moment you didn't feel committed, you were still where you needed to be. And you did not turn me down by saying, no, I'm not feeling the spirit right now in my life. I probably am not the best person to ask to do that, Shari. But you did it. And was that a turning point for you spiritually? It really was. I... That day I decided I was going to give it all. It was a fast Sunday, so I said, fine, I will do my full 24-hour fast. I will pray. I will go to sacrament meeting. I'll take the sacrament. Um, and just seeing my... It was my last-ditch effort of faith that Heavenly Father, please, like, I want to believe that it's true. I want, I want to know for myself that... I want to believe that this church is true even though everything's happening in my life I want to know so I'm going to give you all I have today and if I don't if I don't get something from you in return I can't stay and so it was it has been such a blessing in my life fasting I wholly believe in fasting now I believe in prayer I believe in mentors that can really change life and seeking them out and it really has been such a turning point in my faith. Do you know I am doing this podcast in hopes that I can increase my faith? In in hopes that yeah. I can I can leave my testimony for my own children and that I would I would just apply all that I study and all that I learn to a greater to a greater degree. And just in this conversation right here, Alyssa, you have increased my faith. I'm I'm sitting here going, I need to fast better. I need to dedicate my Sundays better. I need to pray with greater intent. You are you are showing me 
that that is what I need to pursue to an even greater degree. I love that Elder Cook even says that there was a changing point, a turning point in his own life as he watched his brother struggle with wanting to serve a mission and his father discouraged him. And the pinnacle of this was, well, was Jesus Christ divine? Is the Book of Mormon true? And was Joseph Smith the prophet of the Restoration? And he said, I came to understand that almost every decision I would make for the rest of my life would be based on these answers to these three questions. And you have applied that, Heavenly Father, if this is true, if if this is truly the true Church of Jesus Christ, and if the Book of Mormon is true, and if Joseph Smith is a prophet, I need to feel that now. And I believe that you came to know that that day. I'm just sitting here thinking about all of all of your own pinnacle, your own turning point, your own pivot in the gospel. And you haven't looked back, have you? I haven't. No, no. I I don't think I ever will. Can you believe that Joseph Smith was your very same age when he finished the translation of the Book of Mormon? I know. It was so intimidating. When I started listening to this, it was about two weeks before I turned 22 or 23 this week. And I was like, what have I done? I What am I going to do in my 23rd year that even kind of compares to finishing the translation of the Book of Mormon? I mean, where have I gotten into that? <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> I realized that I don't need to, I mean, obviously, none of us are going to be translating a Book of Mormon like that, but I can show my commitment to the gospel in other ways, and I am still growing in in the gospel and in myself without having to (laughs) translate the Book of Mormon, but it was, it is very intimidating thinking that somebody else did that by the time they were 23. You don't have to translate the Book of Mormon because one, it's already done, and two... (laughs) Two, you just gave a beautiful testimony of your own spiritual quest, of your own spiritual accomplishments. At 23 years old, you have a, an unwavering testimony of the gospel, and you, you have a testimony of, of fasting and of prayer. And what 23-year-old in this climate, in this world, can honestly say that? You know, you remind me of the the woman who touched the Savior's hem. You knew that day that if you just simply reached out and quote-unquote touched the Savior's hem through fasting and prayer, that, that it was probably this woman's last-ditch effort too. Don't you think? That she, she thought, okay, I, I need help here. I need healing. And... I don't know how to do this anymore in this life, but I'm going to make this one last ditch effort. I'm going to touch that man. If he is who he says he is, then I will be healed or I have to leave. So she reached out and touched him. You reached out and you touched him. 
and you said, if this church is true, if it is all that it says that it is, I need to know today. And don't you think that that woman experienced that same thing? She reached out and touched his hem. I never thought about it that way, but I, I totally agree. Like, I do think it was after everything she had done that she was finally to the point where she knew that that was all she could do. Like, she had nothing left to give to any worldly worldly person or doctor or remedy that would save her anymore. And her last-ditch effort was to go to the one person that could. To touch his hem. I think it is the same story. I think we all have that moment in our life where we have that last ditch effort. And you explained what your last ditch effort is. And my heart is so full, full of testimony because of how strong that last ditch effort turned your testimony. In all of your anguish, you, you sought for the one. Instead of just saying, I am not going to church today, I can't do this anymore, I am not feeling testimony, I'm not feeling love, you reached out and touched the Savior's hem. Of course, we did not we do not touch him physically, you know, like other people at this time were able to. That's not that's not our path. Our path is to apply faith upon things that we cannot see. And you applied an incredible amount of faith that day. It's so interesting, these podcasts, how they, they go a different direction. And this is, this is certainly not along the outline that you and I discussed before we talked. And this is, this is really incredible. You have put in the work. You have put in the work. So what then are the blessings of faith? You were talking about that quote that you love so much. Um, I just love how he says, so what then does faith accomplish? And I was like, what does faith accomplish when he said that? And I loved his list because I was like, it's so true. Our sins can be given only because of faith. We can only have the Holy Spirit because of faith. We can only have salvation because we have faith. We can only receive strength through Christ because of faith. And we can't enter into the rest of the Lord unless we have faith that his atonement, unless we believe him that his atonement really is for us, we can't enter into his rest. And last of all, our prayers can't be answered without faith that he can do a miracle among us. And I just love that from Elder Cook. I do. I love that. I love that. Oh, I am so grateful that you suggested to have me read this conference talk today because it has filled my bucket after a crazy week. And just talking to you has given me such strength. I feel like I truly myself have touched the Savior's hem today. Thank you so much, Alyssa. And this is Alyssa Worthington, blonde hair, blue eyes, biggest blue eyes you'll ever see. And yet, ooh, she has a little streak of vengeance in her when we were at girls' camp. <laughs> Here is my my sweet Alyssa. I call her my sweet Alyssa because she really is. But she was after me to tip me in the canoe. Ooh. <laughs> 
We had some wonderful, wonderful times in Gunnison Second Ward, and I'm so grateful for them that you were in my path because that was a trying time for me living in Gunnison. And you were in my path, and we have remained friends. And Janelyn Owens, how we love her too. All the sweet sisters that have, all of us have gone separate ways and doing our own thing. But I'm so grateful that we were able to circle back here today and to hear your sweet testimony. Alyssa, you are amazing. Thank you so much. Well, I am so grateful for your willingness to share this with me today. And thank you for joining me on Best Friend Friday. And thank you, whoever you are, whoever is listening. I hope that that truly, if you are in the moment of a last-ditch effort, that you can reach out and touch the Savior's hem and find that, as Alyssa had, you do have a testimony. You do, you do know that this is the truth. And apply those three questions that Elder Cook has applied the rest of his life. Was Jesus Christ divine? Was the Book of Mormon true? Was Joseph Smith the, restor- the prophet of the restoration? And come to know it as Alyssa and I both do, a resounding yes. But it doesn't just come without some effort. Sometimes it's a last ditch effort. And I'm grateful to know that I could be in someone's path. And I know that Alyssa's been in many paths for many people as a strength and leader for many students throughout her last few years of being in college. And she will continue to be that. Thank you so much for joining us today on Coach and Chaos. And if this has helped you in some way, may you share it and pass it along and be a a light to someone else. And that we may together help someone return closer to our Savior. Thank you so much for joining me and Alyssa on this episode of Coach and Chaos. We'll see you next time.